Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now, on to the Mighty Milk, Canberra Raiders. Very hard team to judge. Very hard team to judge. Because, first of all, I hate Tim. But second of all... Um, <laughs> When's this anger shifted off Maddie and onto me all of a sudden? <laughs> second of all, I really felt that they overachieved last year. And that's a compliment to them. That really is a compliment. Um, it's hard to say it's a rebuild right now when you look at their forward pack. But at the moment... It's most likely looking like they're going to have a rookie six, a rookie one, and a nine that we're not really sure on getting a lot of minutes. They're all key positions. Um, unfortunately, I don't think they make the eight this year. I actually think it's going to be a tough year for the Raiders. But I, think, I don't think it's by design it's going to be a tough year. But what I like about the Raiders in this current specific, like, situation is they've made it extremely clear that... You know, I think it was like start of last year. I said instead of going out and buying big, I think the Raiders need to go get the best young talent coming out of school, go big on them, and then build them through. And that's exactly what the Raiders have done. Um, they've got the gun center five eight that played Origin, killed it under nineteen. Chevy Stewart. They've got the Eels half coming uh, in twenty five, maybe is that, earlier. Is that confirmed? I think so. Yeah, sweet. Want to be. Uh, so, so in key positions, they've made key recruitments, the best coming out of school. But I do think it's going to be a bit of a tough year for the Raiders. Timmy, you go. Let us know what you think, mate. Yeah, look, honestly, a little bit concerned going into the season, mate. And I think we're in a very much a transition phase. And look, the team that is likely to run out round one suggests that. You look at stalwarts of this team for a long time. We know Jack Whiten's obviously departed. Elliot Whitehead... Jordan Rapana, bloke's probably retiring at the end of this season. Josh Papali'i, maybe one or two good years left in him. <clears throat> All very good NRL players in their own right, but they're very much at the pointy end of their career. <clears throat> I think they can hold up and have good seasons, 
But every veteran of the game, there's that, that final season where you go, did they go one too long? I don't think they have, but it's a real possibility. Well, I, think it, I think a key to that as well is like, you may not be in a situation where they've gone one year too long, but what you are pretty sure on, or what we are pretty sure on, they're not going to be at their best. Yeah, they're not going to be at their best, and how far can we go with all these, you know, very much twilight of the career players? <clears throat> so then we look to the rookies that you mentioned in Chevy Stewart, in KO Weeks, Ethan Strange. So much talent mm. for the future. The prospects on these players are, are enormous. So that's exciting. And, you know, where I might be wrong and go, all right, maybe we can compete for top eight spot is we need at least one, probably two of these blokes to hit the ground running mm. and mature quite early on in their careers. Yeah. Chevy Stewart's one I'm very excited for, whether it's <coughs> I expect him to play fullback round one, but he's young. Maybe they do go with the experience of Xavier Savage. I think there are a lot of spots in this lineup that are up for grabs in the trials. I'd be surprised if Ricky Stewart had a lot of these spots locked in. Uh, so, yeah, look, I'm leaning towards being probably a tougher year for them. We know with Ricky Stewart and the Raiders, they will be tough as hell. They'll be gritty. Mm. They'll get tight wins. They won't give it up in contest. Mm. But is there enough talent to push top eight? I'm not convinced. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people tipping them for the spoon. I think that's over the top. Ricky, I don't think you'd allow it. I think Jeez. he'd pull his team Colts out of comp too strong down there. They're too gritty to yeah. finish last for me. I don't think they'll be in the top eight, but I'd be shocked if Ricky's Raiders finish eighth this year uh, I agree with everything Timmy said you're going to have to ask way too much of a lot of young guys um, it's going to be hard lessons learned but I think it will pay dividends in the future um, Chevy I'm very high on him I think he's got a huge future I probably don't think he's ready for first grade right now but I think he is the best option to just start that process well, especially in a year where look I'm not Ricky would never sit there and go boys we're not going to make that who gives a shit no way he would never do that but in a year where it's like are we going to win a comp just get him in there. Get yeah, that year yeah. under his belt. Especially if he's mentally can cop it. And by all reports, these young fellas are super mentally strong and confident. I think you just get him in there and build for the future. We, we just spoke about Isaiah Katoa at the Dolphins mm. and it was named to start from memory round one last year, which became a little bit of a surprise. Same thing, Wayne going, geez, that's going to benefit us next year, even if it's not the best option for round one. It ended up being fine. But same thing with Chevy. Yeah. Get him in there. Oh, I think so. You just get him in there. <clears throat> Get him learning the flow of the game, getting used to, you know, the players are out. If it's KO weeks, it gets that six roll, more time with him. Um, a bit, bit of a, a sidetrack, but I think a really interesting player in this whole roster, I know they're stacked for forwards. Trey Mooney is only signed to 2024 this year. Mm. Now, we're talking about a guy that uh, has killed it in reps, has played solidly when he's got his opportunities, uh, was great and under-19 reps against Queensland this year as well. Surprised that he's only signed to 2024. The Raiders probably are opening themselves up to lose a guy like Mooney if they haven't already re-signed him. Um, what is exciting, though, for Raiders fans, off-contract players usually have a bloody good year. And the reason for it, Kempi, is it's not so much that I, I think Mooney underwhelmed or anything last season or like heading into this season. He's currently not quite in my predicted 17, but... It's because of the depth in this forward pack, and because we don't splash out enormous money on stars because we struggle to attract them in Canberra, it does mean you have generally have a really deep roster. And you look at like the bench this season. Emre Gula was terrific last year. Um, future Bloat FC member Zach Hosking on 16. <laughs> Adam Mariotta, 17. They've got Pasami Solo as well, who I thought was terrific at the back end of last season. So it's we've got a bit of a luxury in depth in the forwards. Mm. Um, 
why Trey couldn't push into that for, but for round one he might mm. so it's a good spot to be in and I think with the, the Raiders is that you look at the Melbourne Storm and like clearly you know leaps and bounds ahead of um of where the Raiders are at but like the Storm's problem is their forward pack is a little bit light on if Ricky can land these young guys and nail their development they're going to be coming into first grade on unders so you're going to have these gun young halves fullbacks yeah. With this incredible forward pack, so there's, there could be a year where the Raiders genuinely go from you know twelfth, thirteenth to literally top four that next year, yeah. just because those key positions are being filled by rookies in their second or third year. We have so many middles. Melbourne are lacking middles. Player swap, perfect. You have Mariota. We need a spine player. You give us Pappy. Give us Munster. <laughs> it works for both teams. <laughs> I will say I am keen for uh, Atta. Mariotta, he is. He was outstanding. Like, and what's scary with the Raiders, specifically to their forward pack, they go up to Newcastle. Injuries. Everyone wrote them off. When we talk about Flano, likes the, his back against the wall. Ricky, he builds the wall. He builds the wall and then puts his own back to it. <laughs> um, he loves it. He loves it. And what's scary is that you had guys like Mariotta come in and play as good as a Papaliti when he's playing well. You know, that, that's how. You know, good this young forward pack is at the Raiders right now. I was huge on Trey Mooney coming into last yeah. year. Marriott is the one that's got my yeah, attention now. Absolutely. We'll say this for Trey. I just had a look at his New South Wales Cup stats last year. Um, played about 25-odd games or something like that in the front row. Of those 25 games, about 12 of them, he played 70-plus minutes. So he's a goer. He loves yeah, it. Yeah, like he's going hard. You have a look at his stats for this year. Playing in the front row, 17 games, um, seven tries, whatever. 65 tackle breaks. Um, he's averaging about 60 post-contact metres, 150 metres, 18 offloads. Jeez. Pretty handy. Bloody good for how many games he played. Yeah. Um, and being a young fella as well. Yeah. So I wonder whether that's him not re-signing yet because he's looking at his options because he could probably get a fair whack somewhere else as a good forward. Um, Elliot Whitehead, his last year, I actually think he'll be super missed by this side. Oh, super missed. I, I really believe that he's the glue that really keeps the side together. It might sound like an obvious thing to Raiders fans, but like outside looking in, he doesn't get the shine of a Tarpanair or a Papali'i or a Hudson Young. But there's an argument to be made he's, you know, outside of Tarpanair right now, there's an argument to be made he's their most consistent forward. I want to say that like when C.S. Oliola left, Elliot Whitehead took over as the spiritual leader of the Canberra Raiders, but I don't think Elliot Whitehead and spiritual have been used in the same sentence before. <laughs> but I don't know what their plans are for him when he does retire. But I would love to think that there's some role surely, in the club for Elliot surely. Whitehead because you're right, we will miss him so much. But if they can keep him in to some degree in and involved in the club. And this is the big worry heading into 24. <laughs> if they get to the end of this season and none of these young guys have jumped out of the ground and we're farewelling Jordan Rapiner and Elliot Whitehead, leaves the Raiders in a very tough spot. It's a crucial season this yeah. year. And it's a... It's a big all-in on these young guys in key positions because if they're a bust... Because like the thing is, if you go into the market and you sign someone for a big wicket, you've got runs on the board, you know that they can perform at an NRL level. So there's much more of a guarantee they're going to come down. At the very least, they're going to deliver a decent NRL standard. When you go young, it's a, it's a huge risk-reward. You know, A lot of risk, a lot of reward, but also if it doesn't work out, you, you've sat there, spent the last two to three years that you could have instead gone out and purchased an experienced key position player and you're behind the eight ball even further than you were when you were first got him. 
And I hope not, but I reckon there is every chance that we get to midway through the season and potentially Josh Popperley, he says, maybe that's enough for me too. I reckon it's probably what he's... I wouldn't be surprised if he retired this year. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me either. Mate, talk about a tough, tough hombre. Like, oh my God. What he's put his body through is actually outrageous. All those origin games, all those big games for the Raiders, all the times you guys needed to try, and instead of looking to your winger to score the match winner, Papaliti rolls around in the front row and scores a match winner. Yeah. It's um, a joke how many times a front row has been our saviour. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> some really key points uh, in the halves. Jeez, there's a lot of pressure on Fogarty this year. Mm. Um, you know, he, I really like Fogarty as a player. He's a good, solid seven, but he just can't afford to not ice games this year. You know, last year you could, you could go, okay, Fogarty, you should have nailed that, but... Because Jackie Whiten's the big dog, you go, you could kind of diffuse it and be like, Jackie, why weren't you the one to... This year, it's all you. It's all you. I spoke about Jeremy Marshall King earlier being so valuable to his team. <laughs> Him, just down. out of necessity, oh. shoots up that list. If he goes down, like, who's their seven? Yeah, if he has a yeah. bad year, we're in all sorts. Sam might get a call up. He might. Straight from the Creamy Roos. <laughs> We had a, good, a couple of good ones waiting around last year um, in Frawley, and I, I really rate Brad Schneider, who's off. He's with the Panthers now. Yeah. Um, I was surprised when they let him go. I same here. I think he's a. I think he's going to be a really good, really good player, really good number seven. So, um, yeah, a lot of pressure on on Frawley for sure. Uh, sorry, on um, Fogarty for sure. Frawley from the Broncos winger. Get around him. Remember Frawley? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Not my favourite Broncos. We're getting to the Broncos. Oh, sorry, we're not there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hammy. <laughs> All you talk about is the Broncos. Fuck me. Um, another guy, Corey Horsburgh. He, what an incredible year for him last year. And I think that, you know, Tarpanier is going to need a guy like Horsburgh to pick up the slack from Papali'i because I'm assuming Papali'i's minutes are going to reduce as he gets older. They, I mean, they already kind of have. Where, and Tarpanek can only do so much. And it, it, look, he's so talented that he could probably defend against it. But it will get to a point where when you play the Raiders, you do video session and you just watch Tarpanek, you shut that down and the Raiders are going, ooh, that's tough. Whereas Horsburgh, out of, funnily enough, out of all the guys that were like, he should play 13, he should play 13, Horsburgh was probably like three or four down my list. Now you lock him in at 13. I thought he was outstanding for them. He signed a, a, a deal to 2027. He's confident in his ability. He got the origin start last year. Um, he'll be, I think he'll be a cult, a cult hero at the race. I mean, he already <coughs> is, but I think, like, go down and look, this isn't, I know this might be blasphemy. I'm talking Alan Tongue areas. Yeah. Yep. Alan Tongue areas. Hey, I'm the Red Dogs' biggest fan, and I mean Corey Halls, but not, not Alan Tongue. So, <laughs> hey, he, he can be there. He can be there. And please, please, look, we sit down and we talk about. Where's X Factor in the Raiders this year? Where are the points going to come from? I know I dribbled on about last year, but Corey Horsburgh has a great offload. Ricky, let him free that arm. Because if we've got a Chevy Stewart or a Xavier Savage, two quick little whippets whipping around the rock, we need to play off the back of it. And he's the man to create that second phase. I think one of the most exciting things about the Raiders this year is that, you know, the last few years you've been a gritty footy side that hangs in games, but God damn, you're, like, you're just boring in attack to watch. <laughs> Like, if we're just being honest, like yeah. you, you, I look at them and I, I just sort of go, fuck, what's, what, what are they doing during the week sort of thing? How is this? With these young guys, it forces Ricky Stewart mm. to just play a more expansive game of footy. That's a great point. Yeah, he point. has to. He's got no choice. First one you've made all. Thank so. you. I've been waiting for it. It's going to be a big year. <laughs> On that note, the one I would love to see in the side somewhere, I agree with you. I think that 
Uh, Corey's the best option at 13, but that uh, young fella, Puru, I would love to see him mm. grab a spot in this side. And I wouldn't play him at 13 for, you know, the whole game or whatever, but I reckon he could be a really good guy to come off the bench for you guys. Yes. So, Timmy, your starting 13 is... Starting 17, sorry. Chevy Chase. <laughs> also known as Chevy Stewart. Uh, Jordan Rapana, Tim Oko, Ethan Strange, Albert Hopawadi. Uh, Ethan Stranger Things. Uh, Kaya Weeks. <laughs> Uh, Strange selection. <laughs> uh, Jamal Fogarty. Papali'i. Danny Levi at nine. Tarpenhead. Whitehead. Hudson Young. Morgan Smithies. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it either. Are you serious? Well, let's note firstly that the red dog, Corey Horsburgh, oh, okay, round is suspended. One. Okay. Yeah. So he's okay. back round three or so. Seb Chris is round two. This is a round one team. Yeah, okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> I apologise. Morgan Smith, is I haven't, has he debuted yet? He's the Pommy recruit. Oh, one. okay. Looks to be tough as nails. Sounds like a one. packet of chips. <laughs> <laughs> plays, like, plays like he's got a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> that's Ricky Stewart vibes for sure. Uh, Maybe that's why he got him. Packet of chips, chip on his shoulder, the vibe's right, yeah, sign him. Bit rough around the edges. <laughs> he's crinkled one, not, not the flat chip as well. <laughs> um, chips. <laughs> Pass you to a chip and chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting delusional here. Um, speak to me. What's what's? How's he getting to jump over some of the other guys you got coming through, like Trey Mooney? So Ricky Stewart, what does he love? Uh, fight. Tut, yeah, he Anger. does love to fight. Ang- up. Yeah, and that's and that's an English forward, isn't it? All those things. So uh, we'll credit Guru. Guru's gone through, watched every tape of Morgan Smith his last four years, and. Uh, not a lot of tacking upside to him, but big worker, huge work rate, a lot of tackles, a lot of runs, do the hard yards. The question will be, uh, there's, the word, there's a bit of ball playing ability there. Can he be the link man as a 13? Because there's every chance that when Corey Horsburgh returns that he just goes straight to 13. But if Smithies, Smithies will have the first, what, two rounds to prove himself as a starting NRL forward. If he does, Josh Papaliti could drop to the bench and then Corey Horsburgh just plays starts a prop. Mm. So it's his spot, well, I'm not saying lose, but it's his spot to win the first few rounds before Corey comes back. That being said, mate, I, let's see how he adapts to Australian conditions. I mean, if you train Mooney and Morgan Smithies, Mr. Smithers, um, <laughs> if you train Mooney and you're off contract and the bloke comes into the squad first year, gets that spot, surely you're a bit like, hang on a sec. Mate, I'm... I'm just picking what Ricky's going to do. Do I get Trey to call you? Yeah, get no. You're the one that put him in there. Don't get Trey to call me. <laughs> Please don't get Trey to call me. <laughs> Trey, shoot him a DM. That's disrespect. Straight disrespect. I'm putting you in my 13 when the big red is not there. Oh. Um, okay, we've got to talk about it. What is going on with Xavier Savage? What is happening there? Have you heard any whispers? This, this guy's a gun. He's a gun. I haven't heard anything. Uh, Timmy might know more, but. <laughs> I thought it was pretty evident last year that he just wasn't fitting in. Mm. I think Chevy Stewart is the preferred option. Um, and I – there was a – the Raiders had like a photo day a few weeks ago and Xavier Savage had the one on his back, so everyone lost their minds over that. I, I couldn't care less. Mm. He's wearing what jersey in December. Why are they so keen t- for him just to be a one? Like surely he's battling Hoppawati for that wing spot. Timmy? It's almost weirder that you haven't heard anything you like – why is he not more talked about about getting a run? Uh, and I don't know, as you said, like they, they basically did everything they could not to pick him. Mm. And 
I'm not sure we've seen his upside. We've seen him score phenomenal, phenomenal finals try in 2022 against Parramatta off a scrum. That's the upside to this bloke. There are a lot of rough edges to his game as a fullback. And as you said, Kempi, it's like they just see him as a fullback, but he has spent time on the wing in New Wales Cup. So I'm not sure, mate. I, I don't know what's going on. I just, for the life of me, can't understand why you, why you can't. He could be a quality winger. I don't. Mm. He's quite big. Obviously, lightning fast. He's going to get bigger and bigger as he gets older. Uh, it just surprises me. A guy that quick, and you and you've you struggle for X factor. I, I'm just and I think Tim's nailed it one to seven here. I think this will be how they line up, and that's not including Seb Chris, who's suspended. Who I personally think is in front of Savage for just about every position. Yeah, and then honestly, there as I said, the I think that's how they line up round one, but. The preseason there is a lot up for grabs. And when Seb Chris comes back in, who can play? I was going to say anywhere one to five, but there's also chat of him playing five eight as well. He'll come back in there somewhere. There's tra- chat of Strange as well, isn't there? Strange can play in the halves as well, yeah. I think he's about a six than he is. Yeah. Um, I, look, I would probably be leaning towards Hopawati to get that wing spot initially, for sure. But what I'm just really surprised at is, is like, how is that such a short sure thing when you've got a guy like Savage, you know, very, I would love to know, like, maybe he's got stuff going on off the field. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's just, you know, struggling for form. That could be also what's happening. But, yeah, I, I just think he's got so much potential. Like, you know, maybe a fresh start's good for him. Maybe he needs to go to another club where it's a fresh start, where they see him as a winger. Maybe he wants to be fullback. I don't know. But just too much talent to just be sitting well, there. I mean, grade. he's lightning quick. He's got a few errors in him. He's got a few brain explosions. But that's exactly how we describe Campiera. He's walking into a first-grade wing spot. Yeah. Surely there's a few clubs out there that could use a guy like Savage in their he back line. Do much worse. Um, so, yeah, watch this space. Um, don't be too savage on him, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse. I'm getting worse as time goes on. Um, but, yeah, guys like that, I just think that when they've got that much talent, They've got to be in the NRL. They've got to be in the NRL. Yeah. Okay, uh, boys, it's time for the rubber to meet the road. Okay, he's ready? Yeah, good? I'm ready, ready to go, go mate. Okay. It's getting started. <laughs> <laughs> you getting drowsy over there, mate? No, no, I'm, I'm waiting for you. I'm, I, I'm, I thought you were going to go first. But I saw you doing sign language, so I thought you were doing some kind of equation. Well, I think Tim held, Tim held up five. Five he's got the Raiders at fifth. I'm <laughs> top Raiders, top five. Five premierships in a row, I thought he said. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, Raiders, I have them. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thirteenth to fifteenth this year. Uh yeah. I don't think they'll finish last. I think you're looking at thirteenth to sixteenth around that mark, yeah. I've got them at fourteenth. So I'll go. That's just because you're a Raiders fan, though. Yeah, yeah. If you're being honest. Like, that actually means. I just said spoon. they'd come fourth last after making five. No, that last means spoon because you've got to add. You've got to add the bias on. Yeah. So you're actually saying spoon. That's disrespectful. GST. They'll come. They'll come fourteenth. So I'll say because uh, I know Maddie will be checking this at the end of season. Thirteenth to sixteenth. Yeah. I got them bottom four, but not bottom two. Okay. 
Did win a game by more than 12 last year. Lost their best player. Too many question marks in key positions for me. Yep. 13th to 16th. Okay. Got well, 18 to miss the eight. So, okay. So we're all... Uh, Proof's in the pudding. Sorry, Timmy. Ricky will love that. Ricky will be showing them the odds. Yeah. You know, Ricky will show on the bloke podcast of all saying 13th to 15th. If we all get punched in the head next time we see the Raiders, that's why. <laughs> We've been showing... <laughs> no, no. I, look, I love the Raiders. I think that... I love them too. I love them too, but... I think they were incredible last year. That game in Newcastle, like if you ever need, like you've obviously got the grand final that you guys made that was amazing to watch. But if you ever needed a game that shows you what the Raiders are about, go watch Newcastle. I know they, they ended up losing it, but geez, they got close. Geez, they got close. All righty. Don't forget, grab a case of bloke beer from your local. Support the platform. If you enjoy this content, it's the best way to support it. Plus, it's a beautiful evening. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 